Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of Bake Me a Console podcast. I'm your host, Rashawn Malone, also known as Outlaw Sean in some gaming scenes, uh, particularly fighting games, if you know what I mean. And today's episode is about, you know, getting to know me, why I decided to start this podcast, and who who do I think I am for even trying to get into this medium? Now, I started this podcast because I wanted, I want, I love podcasts and I wanted a way to, you know, bring more into this uh, form of medium. And with, with everything that's going on, the best form I think I can take is just, just talking. Like, I love gaming and I love food and I love anime and I just love things in general. And I just want a space to really cram all of that, just gush all this stuff that's in my brain, just out. Just let it pour out. And, you know, hopefully it washes over you guys that's listening and y'all get to enjoy it. Now, myself, I started gaming fairly young as, uh, like most people, as a means to escape because, you know, life is hard. And uh, what I think my very first like console mm, had to been like a Nintendo. I believe it was a Nintendo. Maybe uh, one of my cousins had it because I know I didn't originally have Nintendo. I remember it was just a family thing. You go to Granny House, they have the consoles. Everybody's playing, and the game I vividly remember playing. I want to play a lot was Mario Brothers. Cause I'm basic. So playing through Mario Brothers and being a little cousin, you uh you know, you tend not to get that many turns, so I didn't get a chance to play that much. Fast forward Um, I wanna say 95, 96. I gotta check it out. I had the original Game Boy with the with the four batteries in the back, the big, just big white dude. And I remember the first games I got for that was, I believe it was two choices, Super Mario Land and Tetris. And I was like, yo, I got to get that Super Mario Land, mom. And I ended up not getting Super Mario Land. I ended up getting Tetris. So I played the hell out of that while everybody I know was playing Mario and just before that Pokemon craze hit, because I was in elementary, it was, um, everybody had, uh, you either had blue, you had red. And very few kids had link cables. That's, that's what I really remember the most about uh, my childhood is, um, just having fun and the joy, the joy of playing games. And just playing people. Now, what my current gaming passion is, so it revolves mostly around fighting games because uh, they drew me in the hardest, even from a youngster. Uh, you know, even though I had Pokemon and Sonic and this and that, the friend of mine for Sega had a little arcade like arcade joystick never really played on it because we just cheated with honda but we used to play street fighter 2 put that bad boy on turbo mode and just hit punch button and just walk forward just 
just because didn't know what I was doing. That I didn't know was the spark that led to me wanting to play. Uh, just really enjoy fighting games because even though I played it there, it would be years later down the line where I really just get like just invested into games, uh, at least fighting games where I want to be down with homies. I want to be down friends. I particularly wasn't the best out of all my friends. I used to get slapped around pretty, pretty soundly, depending on who you ask. Uh, currently, uh, like my best friend growing up, he went on to be a world-class fighting game person. I may have to drag him onto this podcast, one of these episodes, so he can tell, you know, his story of what, you know, what he did, what he did. Anyway, whatever. That's not interesting. It's all about me. This episode is about me. We'll worry about guests later. Uh, so, yeah, that's where gaming, that's where I kind of started gaming and getting into the competitive, competitive, competitiveness. Oh, God. Words is not my friend right now of uh of gaming. Um was just not even like comp tournaments wise, just competition. Like if it's a somebody's playing something, I would probably want to jump in and slap them around. I still remember one of the best holidays I had with with my fighting games. Not with my fighting games, but fighting games in general would really would really get you that that pump going, it was uh, Christmas. I don't remember what year, but I believe it was Tekken 3. My cousin just got it. They got it for Christmas. And I'm being, I don't know. I'm probably, I don't know how old I am, but I'm younger than my cousins who was in a teenager slash adult years. They playing Tekken and... You know, they having a good time. And I was like, yo, can I play? And they're like, whatever, dog. Who is who is this dude? Who is Look at this little kid. And then uh, Monty finally made them let me play because I kept asking to play. And he kept, like, over oh, like overshooting me because I'm the kid of the group. Uh, I don't my cousins. It's either where I stand with my cousins. It's me. And then I got a bunch of cousins that's way older than me. And then a bunch of cousins younger than me. So I'm just like in the middle so they you know they did you know they tried to diss me and all that it's fine i was being the youngest at the time uh hopped on played my boy law and proceeded to smash on all my cousins and having them be astounded that they can get beat by a child and from there you know Fighting games and games in general was just a great way to express myself because me, I never really felt like connected normally through like uh, my family. Growing up, I always want to escape. Like, depending on if it was problems or this and that, I always had the means of wanting to just escape it all like it's it was fun it was more fun to live in this fantasy realm of being some random hero than dealing with the woes of life go figure so in any any one of my family members can test whenever it comes to family gatherings 
I would always want to just be by myself. Don't know why. I kind of still, I'm still kind of the same way, which I don't want to deal with people, but I'm getting better at it. Some people will say I'm not like that at all. That's because I'm more comfortable with them. The more I'm comfortable with you, the more uh, my inner self will come out and I won't have to put up the, the castle to guard, to guard myself against you. Let me see. Now, continue on my gaming prospects. Kept playing, playing, playing. Just played my whole life. Uh, met many wonderful people. And what really, I would say, cemented me going even harder at games and was left a huge like gap in my uh, gaming diversity. Uh, library was when I got into playing Street Fighter 4. Now, before that, I played Street Fighter HD Remix, and I entered terms for that, but it didn't really swallow all of my time up until I got into Street Fighter 4. Not the first one. I got it. Like, I played it, and it was like still whatever, but it was Super Street Fighter 4, and I used to go to tournaments. Well, I used to, but my very first, like, going to weeklies and joining this thing called the FGC. FGC for, you know, anyone who don't know, it's fighting game community. Uh, but for ho- for those who do, y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't even know what I'm bringing up. But I started going to this weekly called Wednesday Night Fights at the Proud Bird down in Los Angeles. And from there, just really really digging into it until you just wake up eight years later and you're like, dog, what happened? Time just goes by. And despite all the time that went by and all the time I invested playing Street Fighter 4 and all these different iterations, probably won some of the best period of my current life so far. I got the chance to meet so many so many new friends and so many so many like different people from different walks of life and that is that is like the baselines of why i love gaming and the aspects of gaming so much because it can bring in anybody it can bring in like a hawaiian dude from from kansas and you like dog what is your story and he'll tell you like what but the thing that connects connects us is a, a game it's a game like the joy of gaming is a universal language you may not be able to speak all languages you may not be able to to understand all language but what you can do is understand the language of gaming and what goes in for that love Now, what I'm currently playing is I'm trying to diversify my uh, diversify my library finally <laughs> again. I'm getting back into RPGs and uh, not really puzzle game. Just I'm just trying to spread out everything. I'm currently playing um, Last of Us Part One. I know two recently dropped, and I'm eventually gonna get into it because I do have the game, but. I still got to finish one and I want to, you know, throw some, 
throw some more RPGs in my mix. Uh, I have to finish Persona 5. And a few other type of games. Um, have you ever had that problem where you wanna you wanna play a new game and you ain't quite finished that old one and you kinda still was like but the new game is new and then you just have a whole bunch of uneaten games cause you didn't finish it. That's my current problem. I keep jumping over to the new thing instead of finishing the old thing. So now I got a backlog and a library just full of games looking at me like so are we going to finish this? And I'm looking at them like, eh, like maybe we'll get around to it. We'll, we'll see. Don't, don't be, don't rush me. So that's where I'm at for this, uh, for the current, currentness of my game, man. And, uh, my second passion besides gaming, not even my second passion, just another passion. Cause if you say numbers, it kind of puts them into a box, uh, not too sure. Uh, another passion of mine, since it's all about me and this podcast and such and other type of categories, is food. I love, I particularly love sweets, cakes, pies. And even from a child, I had a, I want to say a natural, like, draw towards bacon. It just always seemed like the the funnest thing to do. Not even fun. That was that was a different thing. Cause even my first cake, it would it was it was terrible. It didn't taste terrible. It looked terrible. But I think I was like eleven or something when I made it. It was like a box cake, and I mixed like two different chocolates and used caramel frosting. But um, that baking that was probably the the point that really make me like bacon because the process of it you know it's a basic process mixing and stuff but what really gives me joy when it comes to bacon and why i like doing it is um watching people's reactions to what i bake like if you know like you bake something nice and everybody like yo it looks cool and looks great and you're like oh thank you but when they actually get to try it and they get to sit back and they get that that mm face like yo that is what keeps me coming back to it that even led me to it led me to even uh want to f- pursue it professionally which I end up doing cuz if you know me I am currently a baker at a bakery and surprisingly, a vegan baker, even though I'm not vegan, I work at a vegan bakery and I can bake vegan goods, but I can do both. So don't put me into a box and be like, yo, he can only do this or that. But, and it's actually my first kitchen job, and but I'm, I seem to be good at it. Everyone seemed to love the things I bake. Uh, I probably have to expand out more in the future, but right now I'm just enjoying it. But what led me to bacon there is I was working at a grocery store and someone asked me, you know, what? I'm getting, I'm getting my, I'm getting my story jumbled. I'm gonna come back to the grocery store. I, you know, baking from a child doing this and that. I was in a program in high school that called, uh, I think it's called CCAP. And 
it was kind of like a culinary program and culinary program high school is like 11 12th grade um loved it i got to learn a whole lot and i probably would have pursued more right after high school instead of taking a hiatus until i turned into like my mid-20s to get back into baking was i ended up breaking my thumb i didn't know i broke my thumb but i did playing around uh i was playing football but not for the school we you know you grab some grab some buddies it's like the last day before winter break for school so it was like right before school's out for winter break and the classes wasn't even popping so we went out to the field played around tackled somebody thumb felt like it was spraying so i wrapped it all all winter season i wrapped it and i didn't think no think nothing of it i started spraying so when i finally went to the doctor they they told me they was like yo your thumb was broke and now you don't have cartilage in between in between the two bones so they told me i was gonna get arthritis before like before i turned like 20 something so that greatly discouraged me immensely because i think i was like 17 i was like 17 18 and that that discouraged me a lot from getting back into the kitchen because when you doing anything like baking or cooking or just everything you have to you have to you know hold a utensil for a period of time now even though i am now into my 30s um i still haven't developed arthritis but what did come of my injury was my hand will get fatigued faster where it can't hold anything for like long periods of time and it will like start to lose grip power that's a, that's like a downfall, but as long as it doesn't lock up all the way like the doctor said it was, where I have a mandible claw on my right hand, um, I can get by it. So, rewind, going back to my twenties, working at the grocery store, and someone asked me to I think bake some chocolate chip cookies. Cause I told them I used to bake, and they was like, "Yo, can you bake some chocolate chip cookies, Cho- ah, chocolate chip cookies," and I was like, "Yeah, sure, it's easy enough." Uh, first thing I baked, <laughs> baked coming back was them chocolate chip cookies. I used olive oil instead of like canola oil, and them things turned out so bad. Like I still remember to this day, it looked burnt and it looked like, like it it looked disgusting. But from that point on, that was really that's what really got me back into just cooking bacon period was um that initial failure and then somebody just asked me to bake them some some cookies so from that point on i was just pick a recipe bake it you know give it to a family member whatever because that's how i practice it was like you see something you want to bake it so you try it so i kept on doing that and so i was like trying to transfer to my I want to transfer to my baker department at the grocery store I was working at. Not knowing at the time, they just wanted me for my physical labor because I worked fast. I worked fast on the shelves and that's what they want to see me as. So whole time I was like, yo, let me get on the, let me get on the baker thing. They give me like some run around excuse. Like, I don't know, man, you should do this, that, and that third. And 
maybe you should talk to this person and maybe they'll talk to you. Maybe they'll let you on. I ended up talking to one of the regional bakery managers and nothing still turned out. So I ended up getting promoted at the grocery store and they wasn't quite paying me like uh like they should because I was a manager. They was trying to stiff me. And when I brought it to, brought up to them that hey, you know, maybe you should guys to, you know, give me my raise since y'all promoted me. And they was like, ah man, you know so it's a probational period. You know, when you get promoted, you don't you don't get the pay. Now, how silly d- does that sound? You get promoted, you get more responsibility, but they don't immediately try to pay you. Let let that swoosh around for a second. That's how it felt. At the same time as me having disputes at the grocery store, I also got accepted to work at my first bakery. Uh, off a recommendation from a friend of mine. Shout out to Christy. If you ever listen to this. Uh, she was like, yo, my place is hiring and you should definitely come here and apply. I even put in a word for you. So she put in a word. I went to go meet the manager at the time. His name was Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. If you, if you also listen to this and, uh, he gave me my shot in, I guess you can say the culinary industry. And from that point on, I been was working at the bakery and I learned so much and it really helped me change the way I thought about baking. Even today, people say I'm, I'm good. I still feel like I have so much room to grow and learn and get better. Cause as, as good, as good as I am as a baker, I have to be a better artist at it. Like, it's one thing to make things taste good, but making them look good is another whole set of skills, which which is a whole nother thing. And I envy anybody who has great artistic uh artistic skills. That's a that's a real dope thing to have. Mm. Now, one of my most favorite things I can bake no one of my favorite things i love to bake uh basic chocolate chip cookies are different just cookies period like bacon like some some uh walnut cookies or some white chip macadamians oatmeal raisin chocolate oatmeal raisin like just a good cookie a go a long way some people may think you'd be like yo cakes pies Cakes, pies are good, but nothing beats a good cookie and some milk. Go figure. Now, shit, hit my elbow. Now, continuing on with my various passions um, is anime. I really... I just really like the medium of anime. It's uh what how should I put this? Anime is just just fucking great. Like like if you have never sat down and watched an anime series cuz you think it's just some weird uh weeb shit 
All right, not weep shit. Weird nerd shit that just got fast talking people and anime titties. Let me tell you something. You are right. It is weird shit with anime titties, but not all of them is about weird shit with anime titties. They have great overarching stories that you wouldn't necessarily get from regular cartoons. Some cartoons, but not really like your Saturday morning cartoons. Like your Animaniacs or shit, DuckTales, Goof Troop or something like that. You wouldn't get the same overarching thing. You would get episodics where events take place just for the episode. It wouldn't be like a grand story. I see. And I I was going to throw things like Gargoyles and Batman. But, well, I guess them two are episodic too where it's not really big overarching. It's more like small small mini arcs but that doesn't mean that them them are not great as well now uh anime you know it's uh, i'm trying to explain it anime to me anime to me was just that thing to get hype about after school because coming from school, we all know, if you in my age range, you come from school, you run home. What's on the TV? Dragon Ball Z. Now, is that the term, you know, proper thing for your first anime? No, because everybody got into it. But is it still anime? Yes. And surpriser, um, people who grew up, Pokemon's anime. So if you watch Pokemon, you watch the anime. Is, is it baby's first anime? Yes. Now, the first real anime series I watched, like, that wasn't just thrown in my face, um, was actually my neighbor Totoro, my neighbor Totoro, a Studio Ghibli film. My mom had it on VHS tape. Don't know where she got this from. She liked it. She showed it to me and my little sisters when we was growing up. It's a great movie. I didn't know too much going on. I just know I liked it. And after that, uh, getting into high school, you'll be watching that late night tsunami. If your peoples or your friends or maybe even you had cable when Cartoon Network get into um, that late night range, they bring on tsunami on Saturdays. And that's where you really get to watch like Yu Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, Samurai Shampoo. Uh, maybe I think Outlaw Stars on there. It's just a bunch of old banger hits that really, that's what really cements you into watching more anime. You watch some of them old school animes at the time because some some people I know I won't call y'all out. Be looking at the old animes like, ah, but the animation looked dusty. Look at the story though. It's it's whew, okay. I ain't gonna yell. I'm not gonna yell, but y'all missing out. But from there, Toonami. Watching that. Uh, Inuyasha. Um, what else? <sighs> Jesus, Zoids. I love me some Zoids. They need to bring back. They need to bring that show and bring a new series. So watching all that. It would have then eventually 
eventually leads to me just digging digging just really digging at the medium and uh not really digging that was that was a bit much that was that was a complete lie it allowed me to look at it more and i start to seek out more anime and after the springboardness of bleach or naruto i was off to the race off to the races i began to watch so many damn different series like kogias uh, was that at Rekka 7? Uh, I didn't really watch Claymore. Somebody's gonna kill me for not fully looking at Claymore. I can feel their eyes burning in the back of my neck right now as I say that. Uh, what else? Uh, Air Gear. It's goddamn, it's so many goddamn serious. I can't, I, I'm drawing a blank right now. But yeah, anime spans different genres situations powers no powers it's it's storytelling done right where it doesn't try to dumb down the themes or theories at least for some of them for the, for the storytelling like if if it's a teen show and you're like yeah this is a teen show they still won't try to bring it down to teen i'm like no we got some real some real themes in this that you right now as an adult will still can relate to. Like think about the think about the cat and mouse smart fucking uh dialogue that Death Note had. They didn't try and dumb it down. I don't, I don't think that was ready for teens though, but I sure did watching that as a teenager. All the people dying and L and Light having the the most Sherlock Holmes and uh, Moriarty battle ever with the world hanging in the balance. Some great shit. Current, currently, um, I am. I can't even think of what anime I'm really looking at right now. Um, I just finished season two of Ascendance of a, of a Bookwalker. You need to check that out. If you wanted a good slice of life uh, type of anime where a girl gets transported to another world and her whole thing is trying to make a book. It sounds boring. I know it, I'm, I'm not I ain't, I'm not trying to sell it off like some shonen fight hype. I'm just trying to sell it off like a good, a good like, you know, like a tea, like a good tea. Sit back. It's, it's nice. It's not over like acidic. It's not powerful. It's not sweet. It's just nice, and that's what a sentence of a bookwalker is. I wish I knew the Japanese name. I I will not come over here and try to speak Japanese to you guys at all. Unless y'all want to hear the worst rendition of any type of <laughs> fake Japanese speak you ever heard. But yeah, I'm watching. I just finished that. Uh, also finished Tower of God, which was a webtoon that was turning turning to an anime from country row and that was that was a wild ride not even like crazy things it sets up a bunch of mysteries and questions that you are probably by the end of episode 13 uh, won't answers to and it just gives you a wink and be like hey Wait for season two or go read the the webtoon. I know the webtoon is five years old, but hey, do you want it? And 
some of the characters you would definitely just gravitate gravitate towards because of how they're presented. Tower Watch is a recommended. Go watch it on Crunchyroll or some other uh, means of a site. We won't tell what that is. We just just not just. I'm gonna give you a nod through the through the audio. There you go. A another recommendation I've been watching this week, not this week, but in recent weeks. Um, what the what is that on the tip of my brain? Ah, I started to rewatch Megalobox. Now I already seen it like last year, but it's nothing like a good boxing anime that. And the art style, uh, I can't really get my words into correction. It's a fantastic story with the art style that will remind you of animes like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo. And it's, uh, I can't, I can't quite get this Rubik's Cube in my mind to really just give it justice. Just go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's great. You get to watch dudes in mechanical arms just be, just beat each other up. And you often look of how you're alive after one punch. But that is the... That's definitely just anime of <laughs> how are you alive? You got kicked through a mountain. And sometimes they be regular people. And you know sometimes they get up unless it's like a horror man a horror anime where they don't get up they get splattered. Also, that's a, another big trope. Um, the human body only holds so much amount of blood. We measured it at the at the job once going off a, a doctor recommended thing, and it's about. Almost about four pictures full of liquid. That's how much blood you have. The amount of blood that gets splattered in most animes is just over the top. It's over the top, and I and I love it because why not? You get to see violence on the epic scale. It's better than seeing human violence. But that's that's no here, no there. Okay. Um, what else I need to put out? This is a weird way to to do a podcast. I I know. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a little little bit of what I'm working with so far with this podcast. And um, I'm gonna throw in like a question section at the end, and it'll be a quite more big structure. It's just. A project I want to get out and I hope you enjoyed a little bit of this first episode I know it's quite short for like a podcast form but it's just me getting this out there get it out there talk about it and next episode I will bring on a guest so you won't have to hear me have solo speak of me throwing my mind against the wall but it will be a great time so See you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this first episode of Bake Me a Console podcast. And the little bit I did get the chance to put out, hopefully you follow this podcast and uh, give me a thumbs up or whatever. 
this thing has. I'll see you all next time and have a good day. Mm-hmm.